Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very much. You are our favorite people because you make podcasts like this possible. And welcome to Friday, Friday of the state championship games. Mm. Uh, it is a full slate of games. The juiciest This is slates. the best day. This is the best day. Uh, that is not disrespectful to anybody else. I'm just telling you, this has the highest possibility of three, being three consecutive bangers. This is the filet mignon mm. of the the mm. four course meal. This is this is great. This is the it's four yeah. A day and five A D one, huge game. Two of the best games beginning the day, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you. I think that Carthage La Vega crowd's going to be big. Yeah, I think it'd be a good crowd. Because hopefully La Vega La Vega crowd can sometimes be a little yeah. wonky, but they show up for the state championships usually, and they showed yeah. up. They showed up last Somebody year. Somebody asked me, or you saw that on. You, I think you threw it on Twitter. You were asking somebody who was. Um, you, you were saying, "What do you think is going to be the the crowd for North Shore and Duncanville?" Of course, the six A division one, and we'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast, Saturday's mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. I'd like to issue my official guess. All right, on the record, what was it last year? I can tell Pull you. that up. Because one thing you've got to remember. It was 42-363. One thing you've got to remember is that that was, that this is the game that everybody remembers hearing about mm-hmm. last year. So it's 42-3. 42-363. Put me down 48,000. Okay. I think there's going to be a good walk-up crowd of neutrals that are going to show up. I also think it helps that it's the middle game. It's a 3 o'clock game. Last year, the, last year the Longview Westbrook game was forty eight. Exactly. Four. Yeah, forty eight four. I think this is going to be four. I think it's going to be the forty eights. That's my official prediction for okay. North Shore Duncanville. For the record, the record, the record, twenty thirteen, fifty four three forty seven. That was Kyler Junior year. That was Allen Pearland. Man, and then we were talking about that. And then Kyler's last game was fifty two three oh eight. Dude, and we were talking about that. That Pearland team was really good in two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. They're really good. And they had no chance. Yeah. That Allen team. Yeah, that Allen team was loaded. That Allen team was ridiculous. They had they got two NFL tackles. Mm -hmm. And an NFL wide receiver, I think. They they were loaded. Ridiculous. Anyway, it's Friday. Happy Friday. The last Friday night. Friday, the Texas High School season. Tier. But baby, we have saved some bangers for Friday. We start 11 a.m. at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. The 4A Division One state championship between the defending state champs, Waco La Vega, and the Carthage Bulldogs. And if you're not into this, we're not friends. No. There will be blood. Lose my number. <laughs> there will be blood in this. Not literally. Well, actually, probably probably Maybe. literally. This is going to be a physical, I hate to use the term war when it comes to high school yeah. football, but this is going to be a bloodbath. I mean, these two two very physical teams who are good up front, who are really fast and play a physical style of football. Yes. Both of these teams pride themselves on being physical, being nasty. It's gonna be it's gonna be a a fun fun matchup to watch. This is going to be a street fight. Yeah, this is going to be <clears throat> two teams going at it and throwing everything they've got at one another at full speed. Yeah, I mean, this is. This is my favorite game of the week. Mm-hmm. This is my number one game. You've got Carthage 
and Scott Surratt, six state titles. Scott Surratt has six playoff losses and six state titles. He's been to, he's been at Carthage twelve years. He's won state title in six of those years. This is his thirteenth year. Unbelievable. You got Don Hyde, who in his one year as a head coach has a state title. Don Hyde is eleven and zero in playoff games. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, you can't get any better than that. No. Um, there's so much to get into here, and part one of the things that fascinates me is that I think this has the matchup I'm most excited about, which is the Carthage offensive line, that massive and physical offensive line against the La Vega defensive line, which is like they're like I'm they got four bad dudes in the. I'm trying line. to yeah, bad dudes is a good way to put it. Yeah. I've I've been saying they're nasty. Yeah, man, they are unbelievable. The, none of them are are overly big, but they're all like six two, two forty, two fifty, and just and, dudes. Yeah, yeah, just like the dudes you want off to get off the bus first. And that is, I mean, that's the that's the game. In a lot of ways, that's the game because look, I think, I think that like I'm. I don't know. Like, I I I have such a, a like bad read on this game, except for the fact that I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't think you can. Uh, I, I mean, picking picking this, it's a toss. This this is the classic yes. toss up game. I think that the thing that really gives me a bad read also is I don't think either team played their best game last week. I think both teams kind of stunk last week. So you got to think that you both teams are probably you know odds are they're going to be pretty good this week and be on, be on top of their game. Because look, uh, La Vega beats Springtown 27-14. Mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways. They're pretty fortunate that Springtown turned the ball over a bunch of times. When when you're plus six in turnovers, you usually win by six touchdowns. They won they were La Vega was plus six in turnovers and won by thirteen. And Springtown outgained them. Springtown twenty six first downs to eight. Yeah. For La Vega. I mean, they didn't play well last week. They didn't their their defense simple. played well. Their defense did, yeah. But offensively they were not sharp. No. And on the other hand, Carthage I don't think they were super sharp defensively last week. No, their defense. So their defense, and I had this wrong on on my video. They had two pick sixes last week. Okay. But, yeah. But, other but than that, aside from that, the defense got bodied. Yeah. By a- Ace Whitehead. Yeah. Ace Whitehead and, and Lamp passes and Ace Whitehead is a great offense. Correct. But I thought Carthage would would be a little little bit better defensively, and they needed they had to, they needed a, per, a perfect second half in their offense to win that game. Yeah. They needed. Kel- they needed Kai Horton and Kelvante Dixon to put the cape on last week. Yeah, um, they're going to have to be better. And Carthage can be good defensively. They they they're, they mm-hmm. they've shown the ability all year to be really good defensively. But but they they struggled last week. So that that just tells me we're probably going to see a, a, a the A game from La Vega and the A game versus Carthage. And I can't call it. I know one way or the other. So if you're La Vega. Because there's the other side of the ball, right? Like, we're so focused on the defensive defensive for Vega, La Vega against Carthage. This is also an interesting matchup because I do think that, in a lot of ways, Carthage, they've got the big offensive line, and then they've just got some guys that can just out-athlete you. Calvante Dixon, chief among them, right? Yeah. They've got a guy who can just out-athlete you. This is... Like La Vega's not going to get out-athleted. No, La Vega's got... Uh, I, can't, I think his last name is Allen... He's a Kansas State commit in the secondary. Wouldn't surprise me to see him shadow Kelvante Dixon. Yeah. So I, I think Carthage is going to have to, at least early on, get it done with their running game. Yeah. They're going to have to line up with 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 their the two running backs they rotate in and out, 
and try to run the ball at LaVega to open things up in the passing game. That's the key in this game. And I think you're exactly right. And then the other thing for me is when LaVega has the ball, can their offensive line set the edge? Because if LaVega gets that, LaVega is physical, but offensively, fundamentally, they want to... They want to get to the edge. They want to yeah. get out and get their guys They want to space. get Jarquay Walton and Elisha Cummings in space yes. and, and let them go to work. That's what they want to do. They, they don't want Landry Kenny throwing the ball 25 times no, a game. They want to they go want, they, they want to set the edge. And play action. And by the way, Carthage's defensive front is pretty darn good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Really good. Secondary, eh, we can talk about. But their, their front, pretty good. This is going to take someone we're not talking about. Okay? This is going to take... Landry Kinney, okay, one of, the, one of those um, supporting cast, yes. supporting cast, or it's going to take uh, one of the it's going to take the Carthage the Carthage running game, mm-hmm. okay, it's going to take somebody we're not talking about, or it's going to take something like special teams, you know, and I am so excited about this game. I think special teams I would give the edge to Carthage. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I think Carthage generally is pretty pretty solid on special teams, where La Vega at times can be a little shakier. So. Um, yeah, I I, 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 just, I don't get a good feel in this game. I I picked Carthage. Yeah, because I ain't picking against Scott Surratt in a state championship game. Not about that. Man, six and, and I'm sorry, Coach Hyde. You're great. You're 11 and 0 in playoff games, but Scott Surratt six and 0 in state title games. I'm taking La Vega. I know I'm taking La Vega. The computer likes La Vega by one, which is it is perfect. It, it literally perfect. encapsulates it's, this it's game. It's a pick them. Yeah, is a pick them. Um, I'm interested in the coaching matchup. I'm interested in everything in this game. I will say this: We have a Carthage insider in mm-hmm. our, in a, uh, on our on our on our friends list. In our, yeah, in our, amongst the masses, the, the newly engaged um, Gabe Brooks, noted Carthage alum, and he told you he's worried about La Vega. Oh yeah, and he sh- he should be. He should be. I mean, now, he's that's... also a bit of a nervous Nelly sometimes. He is, but La Vega is that. We, I mean, La Vega and Carthage played in the playoffs twice. La Vega blew Carthage out in the semis fifteen in twenty fifteen, and then twenty seventeen Carthage won a thriller. Mm-hmm. At uh, the Ford Center, so I think it's a lot closer to that than it is. I yes. don't. I, I would, but only, I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game. No, I would be pretty stunned if this was a blowout. I would be pretty stunned, but I think that I see a 24-21. I think twenty seven points wins this game. Yeah, I think you're right. And this is gonna be just taking two slabs of beef and throwing them <laughs> at each other, like launching them from cannons at one another. <laughs> the gif. Where you posted where Rocky's punching the meat. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. You're beating the tar out of each other. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. That brings us to 3 o'clock. While we're three. sitting in the press box eating Super Bowl nachos. So that's going to be a – that's going to be a um, – <laughs> we think a low-scoring slugfest, I think, yeah. is, is what mm-hmm. we have to read on. Mm-hmm. 3 o'clock Friday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's the 4A Division II state championship game. Between the Pleasant Grove Hawks and the Wimberley Texans, and if this is a low-scoring game, I want my money back. Yeah. Okay. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see any reason why this isn't going to be a, a shootout. I think that if you look, uh, Post Refurio could be low-scoring, right? Gunner mm. and Paul Pewitt could be low-scoring. That could by be by the nature of the offense. By the nature yeah. of the offenses, mm-hmm. right? There are going to be some low-scoring slugfests. If you're into that kind of thing, that's fine. We've got stuff for you. This ain't it. No. <laughs> this is going to be pointsy. Super pointsy. So, it's, it's twofold. Because it takes two to tango. One, both offenses are 
flamethrowers right now. Yes. Wimberley's offense is ridiculous at the moment. Cooper McCollum and that, and that receiving core, they're, they're a matchup problem for anybody in 4A right now. Uh, 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 Moses Ray. Moses Ray, he gives them a great balance. This whole team is loaded offensively, and they are peaking. They're mm-hmm. they're hitting their stride right now offensively. They had one scare against Rockport Fulton, and then since then they've been on fire. Absolutely. Pleasant Grove is just, I mean, th- what do you say about their offense? Their offense is sensational. And it's not just the scheme. The scheme is fun, right? The scheme, it's a wing tee, hard to game plan for. They throw it. Uh, like, Wimberley played Navarro. That's the slot tee, but this is entirely different from yeah, Navarro. And, and Pleasant Grove's got an entirely different level of athlete. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's not just that. It's the dudes they got. Yeah. It's Bruce Garrett. It's Ben Harmon. It is the guys they have on offense that are game changers yep. for them. And they are so good at running the ball that, man, I have never seen more wide-open receivers. They have dudes just running free. Than when Pleasant Grove throws the ball. And they throw the ball... They're going to throw the ball 15, 20 times in this mm-hmm. game. They'll, throw, they'll put it up, I'd say, fi- yeah, 15 to 20 times. That's a good number. They're going to throw it. Um, I am a little concerned about Pleasant Grove's health. Bruce Garrett had one carry last week. Yeah. He, they intended to sit him out. He got in for a little, bit, a little a play in the second half and limped off. Mm-hmm. He's not healthy. Has a week off helped him? Really two weeks off because he didn't practice all last week. Um, and then Nick Martin... They're t- one of their two-way stars left the game uh, in the uh, first half of that game as well. Hmm. Talking to some folks in Texas, Canada, they think Martin's going to play. They think Garrett's going to play. But how healthy are they going to play? Exactly. How week? effective will they be? Um, they still have other weapons. J- KJ Hicks, Logan Johnson. Hmm. They've got other guys going to make plays. They've got a receiver, uh, Sergio Rodriguez, who's outstanding. And then when they put the two big defensive ends at tight end, in uh, Marcus Burris and uh, Landon Jackson, it gives them more more weaponry on the offensive side of the ball. So there's that side of the ball, right? There's that side of the ball. Let's address the elephant in the room, and let's just call these defenses um, <clears throat> susceptible. Mm-hmm. Wimberley is not a defensive team, plain and simple. They, they aren't. It's they, not their identity. They are, their identity is we're going to outgun you, and they've done it. They've, they've outgunned you. Um, they are a team that basically they played a pretty darn good defensive game against Navarro, and that's kind of it. Yeah, I I guess for a half against Silsby, they looked really good last week. But then Silsby scored 27 (laughs) points in about four minutes. Yes. Um, Their defense is not that great. And Pleasant Grove, they've they've got two guys up front in Landon Mm -hmm. Jackson and Marcus Burris, who are awesome, and they are freak shows. But their secondary? You can can make hay. You can make some hay on them. Not having Nick Martin, if he's out, really hurts their secondary. He's kind of that that outside linebacker, kind of rover safety that they use. And so that's why I think this game's going to be – this is the shootout of the weekend. I think Pleasant Grove – the recipe for Pleasant Grove is they've got to get pressure on McCollum. Yes. Landon Jackson and Marcus Burris have got to have a high motor this game, and they they have to get after McCollum. And if they don't sack him, at least rush him, get him off his spots, and, mm-hmm. and make those throws come under duress. Yes. That is the big question, is can they get pressure on them? I I will be honest. I don't know if Wimberley stops Pleasant Grove unless Pleasant Grove puts it on the, puts it on the ground. Yeah. Li- I mean that literally one time. I'm just not sure of it. Because Pleasant Grove's offense is so good right now. They're, fi- they're so efficient. They're so they- efficient. And, and let's also not, like... That's that's why I lean towards Pleasant Grove. I lean towards Pleasant Grove because I not I don't think I don't know if Wimberley can stop them. And then the other thing, 
This is Ben Harmon's third state title yeah. game start. Mm-hmm. Ben Harmon as a pl- playoff starter is sixteen and one. Okay, started. This is his eighteenth playoff start. There are a lot of guys because we were talking about this in two thousand and seventeen. We we're talking about man, there's some sophomores on this team mm-hmm. that are going to be around for a while. And then last year we were talking about how Pleasant Grove was a year early. Yeah, that, that last year was kind of their kind of their re- rebuild a little yes. bit. All these guys are experienced on the big stage. Wimberley is not. Wimber, plain and simple. The pedigree advantage goes to Pleasant Grove. That's why I like PG. As do um, I. I think that they're going to be able to take. Like if if you're asking me which defense is going to get a stop, I trust PG more than I trust Wimberley. Agreed. But I really think that. A team's going to score fifty in the fifties. Yes, yeah, I, I think minimum you got you got to get to forty to think about winning this game. Yes, that's exactly right. No, this is this will not be twenty eight seven. That's a promise. Watch it end up being ten to seven. Ten seven, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, we're just big idiots. All right, that is the three o'clock game on Friday. Let's round out your Friday slate with the last Friday night game of the year, and what a game it is—a battle of unbeaten's. Our first five A game, five A Division One. Back for a second time, the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks looking to finish the job. This time, they're returning to the scene of the crime. They're returning to the scene of the crime. Their one loss in school history. <laughs> it's tough. I wonder how they ever overcome one loss. Up against the team that had that they can they can come together before the before the, the game and be like, man, you hate Highland Park too, huh? Yeah, me yeah. too, man. Yeah. They suck. Denton Denton Ryan, who is back in the title game uh, after being victimized by Highland Park the last three years. They don't see Highland Park in the the semifinal. They're probably happy about that. They instead see Frisco Lone Star, and they're back in the title game. It's Ryan. It's Shadow Creek. It's the Friday night game, the Friday night showcase uh, at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And it is probably time to start asking the question as to whether or not Denton Ryan's been the best team in 5-8-D1 all year, and we just didn't know it. Uh, yeah, it's a fair question because of what they did last week to Frisco Lone Star. They tore them apart. They ripped them limb from limb. Yeah, 35-7. to And I was following that game uh, on, on Twitter while I was at my game Saturday, and just I was shocked. It was 14 nothing, and I was like, wow, this is a great start. Denton Ryan's off to a hot start. And then it's 28 nothing. And then it's like, whoa, I guess the game's over. Yeah. And I thought for once we might see Denton Ryan have to play their starters in the fourth quarter, and I'm not sure they really ha- – I mean, they probably did play them last week a little while, but that game wasn't – they haven't had a game yet this year where they were pushed. Now, that's a, that's a testament to how good they've been, but it would also scare the hell out of me if I was a Denton Ryan fan. Yeah. Because wh- you still are wondering, what do we do when we get pushed? Right. And I, I think Shadow Creek – has the ability to push them. They do. Um, and Denton Ryan, if, you, if you're talking depth, Shadow Creek's got a major edge in this game. Denton Ryan's not the deepest team in the world. A lot of their guys, very unusual for a 5A D1 play on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. You're talking Jata- Jatavian Sanders, Billy Bowman, Drew Sanders. Those guys play both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. They're incredible talents. High end, you know, Drew Sanders is committed to Alabama. Bowman and, and Jatavian Sanders are committed to uh, Texas. But... They're playing both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. and that's where I think Shadow Creek has a little bit of an edge because they've got a bevy of dudes who can make plays. Absolutely. They totally do. And for me, when you look at Shadow Creek, if the last time you paid attention to Shadow Creek was in the title game last year, this offense is really different 
Okay, this For offense sure. is a lot more multiple, and a lot of it comes back to Kyron Jones, the quarterback who stepped in, and Jamarian George was a functional passer, but fundamentally was a running back. Right, he was a runner first. He was okay, f- fine thrower, fine. Yeah, he was he was adequate, adequate. Kyron Jones is a is a dude. Kyron Jones is a quarterback. He's a pocket. He is a traditional pocket pass. He is, and he sells. He's he spreads the ball around, and they've got guys. You know, Cor- Kyron Jones is the star, but they've got a number of weapons on the outside that they spread the ball out to. Shadow Shadow Creek. Here's here's what I'm worried about with Shadow Creek. They, when's the last time they played a complete game? And I mean start to finish, all the way through, never, never wavered. Because last week against Wagner, that first half was real dicey at times. They got pushed around a little bit by Wagner. Then, they of course have made a habit of coming back on Richmond Foster. <laughs> like I mean, They've been victimizing Richmond sorry, Foster. Coach McDowell, yeah. but it's yeah. the truth. They have just they they have a tendency to fall asleep at times. Yeah, I mean, and they did uh, against Maynard two weeks ago. Yes, they, they were, did. They were down fourteen ten late in the first half, and they just flipped the switch. Now they can flip the switch, they and can. they go on that run where it's like, oh, they rattle off twenty one straight, and it's over. But I guess here, you'd say the Huddle win in, yeah. in by district would be their uh, area would be their most last complete game. But they, if they do that this week, Ryan could just bury them. They're that talented, and the defense is really good. I don't know if this is the best defense they've seen all year, but it's close. For sure, yeah. It's close. I think both these teams are as good as Frisco Lone Star is. I think Shadow Creek's going to be the best team Ryan's, Ryan has seen I think this that's year. fair. I was, I was going to – I would if this was Shadow Creek Lone Star, I was going to take Shadow Creek. Yeah. But what Lone Star did to, to, to Ryan last week – I'm sorry. What Lone Star did to – Ryan did to Lone Star last week has me fl- flipping it. Yeah. A big question here, and I, I know, like, if you listen to TF Today and stuff, you know that I've been hammering, hammering, hammering this home. Take your eye off of Billy Bowman. Take your eye off of Drew Sanders. Take your eye off of Seth Hennigan. Take your eye off the defense. The name of the game for Ryan is can they run the ball? Yeah, with Imani Bailey. If Imani Bailey has a big game, Ryan's going to win a title. Yeah. Plain and simple. That is the thing. But they're going up against the defensive front for Shadow Creek. That's pretty dang good. Pretty good. And you got Alec Bryant leading that way. Uh, Monty Bailey is a big time player. I mean, he's, he's committed to Louisiana Lafayette. This is a Division One committed running back. So yeah. Ryan's got he's and he torched uh, Colleyville Heritage two weeks ago. Yeah, and had a huge game. And last week didn't have quite the game last week, but Ryan's defense was so good they didn't really need it last week. So I am really interested. The CJ Peter G- has this as a pick'em game. Yeah, I buy it. Yeah, I buy it. CJ Gidry is a name to know. He's a game breaker for Shadow Creek. Yeah, him and Seth Jones are yeah. the two main game yeah. breakers. But they've got a lot of a lot of other guys who uh, cursory weapons. Who if you pay, don't pay attention to them, they can they can hurt you. I would love to know. I don't have it in front of me, and I'm sorry. I would love to know what Denton Ryan's turnover margin is because I bet it is. Oh my gosh, r- it's ridiculous. Plus, I'd say it's at minimum plus fifty. I mean, they are they turn the ball over. Now, part of it is that they played a they played a bad schedule, right? And that's the one the kind of thing we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. They played a schedule that they they are not. Good. But I would get. Let's see, they have. Well, this this can't be right. Max Preps saying they only have six interceptions on the year. There's no way that's correct. But they force a ton of fumbles. They are a play making group of dudes, and so. But the thing is, they also the other thing is that they probably don't they do not turn the ball over. 
They do not turn the ball over. Seth Hennigan has thrown all of – he's thrown eight interceptions this year on 265 attempts. From from what I'm saying, they don't have fumble stats here. Um, you but, get to pull it up like game by game. Yeah, I know. I would have yeah. to go through that, and I don't have time for that. My point is, Shadow Creek's going to turn you over. Shadow Creek's got dudes to turn you over. Mm. Turnovers are a huge part of this game. I am. I think this is a pick'em game. I don't really have a great feel for it as well. I think this game is could go any which way. I picked Ryan. Maybe that's me riding the hot hand. Maybe that's me falling in love with with the, the last girl to walk by. But it happens. But I think that this. I think that I think there is a fair chance. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of 2016 Gunner. 2016 Gunner goes and they were unbeaten going into that semifinal against against. Canadian and we were like oh well you're nice tussle your hair a little bit and they went and they bodied mm-hmm. they beat Canadian beat him bad too and it was at that point I think we all woke up and go oh it's been them all along I wonder if that's where it is with Ryan now Shadow Creek's got the guys and Shadow Creek of course has been here before and I don't think they're going to be starry eyed from there this is a this is a business trip for them mm-hmm. but I like Ryan in a close one and you like Shadow Creek in a close one I'm I'm fascinated by this one. I think I think it's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a this is you talk about talent on the field. This is gonna be this is, other than North Shore. What Dunkerville is most talented. This the field. is the recruitniks will be going crazy yeah. for this game. So and with that, there'll be just one day left. We're gonna leave. We're gonna go home. Not home. I'm going to a hotel. Fox paying me to go to hotel. not paying me. Well, they are. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Fox paying for my hashtag hotel. blessed because I got to sleep because I got a one I got a one year old at home. And then we will come back and we will watch the final three games of the Texas high school football season. The most bittersweet day of the year. The bittersweet day. And it's going to be a big one, including a game that we put on a cover. But we'll talk about that next time. That's Tep and Step. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. See you next week. Not next week. We'll see you like in a minute. Yeah. If you download this podcast. Don't tell us that.